What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. The dream for the undefeated season has ended tonight. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies fall 103-102 to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, not disappointed in this loss at all. The starter, Stephen Adams, is essentially the only starter that played tonight. He played 15 minutes. Uh, and then, then it was the young guys. I was happy to see that. I actually... Not disappointed in the result of the game, but I am a little bit disappointed. I thought that we would see more Zaya Williams. He only put, uh, yeah. played 15 minutes tonight. Played well. You know, came out. Uh, he, he wasn't missing early on. He finished the, the game with 12 points and three rebounds, four for seven from three, four for eight in total from the field for 50%. But I, I think we would be doing everybody a disservice if we didn't really dive into Gigi Jackson putting up a uh, game high 24 points and kind of driving the Grizzlies back into this game late. Isaac, I know we covered him. It, it's crazy. Our, our draft coverage was not as deep as what it typically is, but Gigi Jackson was one of the guys that we covered. And you were a guy early on that, that really liked this pick from the Grizzlies. I like the offensive upside. I still need to see more from him on defense, but he is looking like he's giving a little more effort. Well, what are your thoughts on the performance from Gigi Jackson tonight? Yeah, man, first off, definitely not not disappointed in the result. You would have liked to see them pull it out, uh, but I think they were down 14 in the fourth quarter and able to battle back, man. Some really good stuff from the young guys, as you said. Man, I, I really enjoyed this preseason. Um, I really enjoyed the young guys getting extended minutes. I've kind of liked the way that Taylor Jenkins have handled this outside of, as you mentioned, I would have liked to have seen more Zion Williams tonight, definitely. But for us, Gigi, man, really, really good to see him um, have have do some good stuff tonight, man. I was definitely one of the first people out on that island, man. I think I think he's really gonna be a player, uh, for this for this franchise in a couple of years, man. You could just see that size. Was he's gonna be a, a small ball four? Was he gonna play three? That size and length of uh, the the ISO scoring ability, um, and the confidence. That's one thing that he definitely has, man. Because on that South Carolina team, he was basically all they had. Um, and I think that led into some of the, the the bad efficiency numbers because he was the one taking all the shots. He was the one that the posting defense is keyed in on. That's why a lot of times when you see these prospects and we break down these prospects, when you look at the numbers, especially if you have to look at the team, if it's on a really bad team and they're just kind of the guy, sometimes you have to take that into account when you're looking at those efficiency numbers because a lot of times they're going to take bad shots because they feel like they have to. Nobody else is going to take those shots. Somebody has to take them. And if they're the, the best player on the team, they're going to end up taking a lot of bad shots, a lot of shots, four shots out of double team, a lot of shots at the end of, of the of the shot clock. You're going to see that a lot. But a uh, really good game for him tonight, man. 24 points, three rebounds, an assist, a block, uh, 4-11 from three, 9-23 overall um, in, in 26 minutes. And you could just see the confidence. I mean, you could see uh, some, some of the ISO ability, the way that he's able to to make moves and get to the basket um, and, and get through the defense. You saw two or three times tonight where he's able to get to the basket and finish just some, some really good stuff from him tonight, man. And man, they, they almost pulled it out. Uh, but again, man, GG is going to, going to be down in South Haven this year for the most part. And hope they just let him cook uh, because he's a guy that has a lot of talent. I mean, you go back and watch some of that film and when we were doing a breakdown uh, over the summer and I, and I threw this name out here and I'm not saying anything like he's going to be, Anything like this guy or his career is going to turn out because we're talking about a Hall of Fame, one of the best ever. But when you watch him in, in college, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the moves that he made, it reminds you of, of Kevin Durant, of the, the ISO ability 
uh, able to get his shot off. Such a high release on that shot because he he's tall and long, um, so that shot's hard to block. You he has a true, I mean, elite ISO ability. Um, it, it's just all the other stuff, like David said. What, what is he going to be as a defender? Uh, because they struggle, and it's weird because he was a little Jekyll and Hyde. Because at times in, in college, you'd see him on film make a lot of great defensive plays, and then other times he just looked lost out there. And I think a lot of it, some of it, I'm not going to say necessarily say a lot of it. I think some of it has had to do with him taking plays off on the defensive end because he had such a high usage rate on the offensive end that I'm sure it kind of tired him out. So I think a lot of times he just took plays off. The South Carolina's team was a mess. If anybody was aware of any, what the, what they were doing and, and going through last year, that situation was a mess. But I, I think GG is going to be a really good player, man. I'm really, really glad to see him have a big game tonight and for them to give him extended minutes. Uh, Rafael Barlow, I've mentioned him before. Uh, he has gone on record previously and said that if Gigi stayed in school, he feels yeah. like he had an argument to be the number one, the number pick, one pick for next year. Yeah. And then tonight, watching the game, he uh, put up a clip and he said, I was arguing for Gigi Jackson to be a lottery player because the way he can handle the ball at his size, that's not a combination that you see very much. And then this is a guy, he's one of the, if you don't know who Barlow is, he's one of the sharpest minds when it comes to prospects. You know, he, he's been doing draft coverage for a long time and he really knows his stuff. So the pretty high praise from him. We'll, we'll see what he turns into. Like I said, the you, you see the block tonight. He got a block at the rim on Bruno Fernando. That was impressive. When he is engaging on the defensive end, he's shown some good stuff. And Candace brought it up whenever we were kind of talking about him after the Grizzlies drafted him. And he went to, I think it was an Adidas camp and won the uh, the defensive player of that camp, like the top defensive player. So I think if it's if they get him to lock in defensively, that he can be – and with, with his size and length at minimum, yeah, he's the, the be best are there. Yeah. yeah, like he he's got the tools to do it. Uh, whether you can get him to buy in and actually be effective on that end is yet to be seen. But he's 18 years old. They took him late in the draft. This could easily be the best pick of the draft a couple of years down the road. So good night from him. The inefficiency. Is there nine for 23 is not great. You'd love to see that number better. Four for 11 from three. Would love to see that number a little bit better. Definitely gets um, his shots up. No doubt no doubt about that, man. He's not going to waste any shots out there. He, he's getting them up, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say this one thing. They missed seven free throws. Free throws win championships. <laughs> I've said that on here multiple times. I cannot cheer for a team that shoots good free throws. It kills me. Hit two man. up, you win the game, man. Hit two uh, up, you win that, the game. That's it. That's it. You need two. And it's not, you know, Steven Adams, he he didn't even – what he, he shot two. He only yeah, shot Yeah, one of two. Shaq, Shaq Harrison missed two. Vince Williams missed one. Kenny Lofton Jr. missed two. Like, ah, come on. Yeah, I was gonna say Kenny used it makes his. He missed he yeah. went up there and missed two. The one thing I and I did notice on Steven Adams, he did miss the first one, but the second one, the stroke looked pretty good. It looked soft. It wasn't wasn't hard. Hopefully he he's worked on that this offseason because it didn't look bad at all on that second one. That's just something that kind of stood out to me when he made that second free throw. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let, let's roll. Um Gigi had had a good game. He started off slow, ended up kind of putting putting together in the second half. Uh Prior to him kind of putting it together late, uh, Santi Aldama was yeah. easily – he actually got the player, the, the Valley Sports player of the game 
22.7 rebounds, six assists. Very efficient night for him, nine of 14 from the field and two for five from three. And when we saw him, those six assists, we saw some uh, some of that playmaker Aldama coming out there. He talked about in media day how he had played the guard position and and different things. He said, so I, I can do whatever they need me to do. And they put the ball in his hands. And he was looking pretty good out there, man. Are, are, did, did you see anything from him tonight that you didn't think he had in his bag? But he, he was definitely cooking tonight. Uh, I guess he saw me comparing – him to Lofton yesterday, he was like, man, I'm going to come out and ball out tonight. And he definitely, definitely did that. This was was good, Santi. I talk about kind of the inconsistencies that we've seen, but he really played well tonight all around. Um, and you talk about the six assists. Um, he was dropping some dimes out there, man. Uh, made, made some really, really good passes. Get to the basket, did some good things on the defensive end. Talk about free throws. He didn't miss his, man. He's two or two uh, from, from the free throw line. Uh, just did some big things. And that was – uh, what do you only, only played 22 minutes? I mean, if he had played later in the game, he probably would have had a 30 plus point game tonight. So, really, really good stuff from him. And, and, and you, that's good to see because they're going to need him to be good, uh, especially these first 25 games because you, you don't have Brandon Clark on this roster. So, uh, man, I'm not expecting you to see him much this year. So, I think Sonny Aldama is going to be extremely, extremely important for this team's success. And he looked good tonight. Uh, kind of, kind of led the team, like you said, Valley Sports player of the game. Um, no, no complaints from him, two or five from three. So did knock down a couple threes, uh, seven rebounds, which is good to see as well. Uh, super efficient, um, as you said. So I, I think the, the thing that stands out to me is the passing, uh, the, the six assists out of anything else that he done. I thought that was really, really impressive. Yeah. 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 He, he had a couple really nice times where he just hit a guy in stride for an easy basket. Uh, I think we could definitely talk about him a little bit more, but great game. I, I don't want to pile it on. What, what I want to do, I do want to give you a little time. Lofton has kind of struggled these last two games. He hasn't tonight specifically. He didn't really look for his shot when he got yeah. the ball. I felt like he's typically a little more aggressive on the offensive end of the floor, and he he hasn't been that. So two questions here. Number one, do you think this is coaching? Are are they trying to get him to be more of a playmaker? Number two, are you concerned? No, no, I'm not. I'm not really concerned because the, the way I look at it is like he's still a player that's even though it's preseason, he's still playing. He hasn't been a part of the rotation. He hasn't played a lot of minutes, so I, I expect kind of uneven performances from him uh, because he's not necessarily a guy that they're going to run plays for or probably even in a preseason setting. But I, I do agree with you. These last couple of games, he hasn't really been looking for his offense. Uh, usually when he gets the ball, he's super aggressive. As soon as you pass the ball, if he's inside a three-point line, he's he's trying to make a move to go post up or he's to spin to the basket. And you haven't seen a lot of that uh, these last couple of games. He's been more of a facilitator. I think he's done a good job uh, facilitating. Uh, you saw he had five five assists tonight, and people talk about his defense. Had a couple blocks the other night, had two steals, had the big one uh, to, to kind of get him that last possession. Um, I can't remember who that was. He was on, I think it was a guard, uh, knocked the ball loose and, and went to the floor to get the ball and Grizzlies get the timeout. Uh, it was a big play there. So people talk about his defense, and, and, and people – and I see stuff that people talk about that he's loafing around out there and that he's not moving well. I don't know if we're watching different games because I don't see this at all. Like, in the effort on defense is there. 
People act like he's lazy. Like, I don't see any of that. He's always moving. And it's just amazing, kind of, that a guy his size has the stamina that he does because he, he doesn't look like he's tired. He's he's working on the defensive end. I mean, he saw him go to the floor, like I said, on that last play. Um, made some great passes. I mean, his court vision is on another level, and people don't give him a lot of credit for that. I think his screen set, and he creates a lot of space. He draws fouls. Um, he, he does a really good job of, of, cut, of, of uh, cutting to the basket. Um, I mean, he does a lot of things that don't show up in the stat sheet. Offensively, he hasn't been good these last couple games. Did end up with seven points. Did have six rebounds. Like I said, the five assists is really good to see. He had two steals, uh, three or nine from the floor. Did knock down a three-pointer uh, in, in 26 minutes. But I, I'm not concerned, like I said, because I think he does. he's done a lot of other good things that helped winning. I mean, even go back to that first game. The, he would, did have the offense going that first game. Leighton kind of kind of won that game for him, uh, helped force overtime and, and made some buckets in overtime as well to win that game. So I, I still think he's doing some nice stuff uh, out there despite him not not scoring tonight. Uh, but that, that big play on the end, that really stood out. Now, I don't think the defense has been anywhere as bad as people kind of make it out to be. Uh, the effort is definitely there. Like he's just not out there just – not getting back on defense or being lazy, like a lot of people say it. I don't see that at all on film. I don't know what what they're watching, but I have a total different view of it. It's not just because I'm a, a big Lofton fan. I just think he does a lot of things to help winning. And I think if you put him in a position to where he was playing more minutes, I think a lot of that stuff would, would bear itself out. You'd see that he would be productive. I just think that with the way this roster set up, I don't really see it happening. But I do think if you gave him a push, I think he would produce for you. I I want to talk about something that I saw. Like I, I've, I've witnessed this a couple times, and I know I, I said at the beginning of the season when we're talking about these games, I want to stay a little more focused on the games. But it, it drives me crazy to see this stuff. People talking about because he's 6'6", he's undersized, that – he is going to have issues out there rebounding. And I'm Isaac, do you know how tall Dennis Rodman was? Yeah. Six, five. (laughs) So they they had him listed as six, seven. Yeah. I think they have listed. I was going to say he was listed bigger than that, but I don't Mm -hmm. think he was actually six, seven, but that's what they, what they listed him at. And, And then what about Charles Barkley? And I think they had Charles Barkley listed at like six six, and they I've heard he's really like more like six three six four uh, <laughs> in real life. And you you know how he's one of the best rebounders in the history of the game. Um, and and so I mean that that rebound is about effort. Um, and he yeah. definitely has the size to, to and the strength to to push guys around. And you I mean you watch him, he had uh, six rebounds a night. He he watch him in college. I mean he was a monster rebounder. He rebounds the basketball, especially on the offensive end. He's not going to have any trouble rebound the basketball. I, I just, a lot of the stuff that people say about junior, I just don't get, I think a lot of it has to do with, they don't know what to do with him, especially like the analytical guys. Like it, it, he bucks the trend. It doesn't fit into like their normal narratives. And, and they just, it's almost like they don't want him to be successful and they want to ignore what he's doing because it just doesn't fit into their vision or their analytical vision. I think, and that's, that's what it is to me. Like that's what I see when people talk about him. Yeah, I, it just. It, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to turn into Dennis Rodman or he's going to turn into Charles Barkley, but I, I think that people 
get hyper focused. I've even like I'm going to call you out a little bit on this because when we're talking about draft prospects, and and I say it kind of jokingly, but but if you look across the board, if a guy is below six six, a lot of times oh, <laughs> you don't show him any interest. You're like, man, I, I don't know. Man, lots of different. Beast though he's a different it's a different oh, I'm kind for, of for sure yeah. but we're, we we've had the same height conversation about Marcus Smart and about how he's undersized and we worry about what that's going to cause as far as like are is that going to cause issues for the Grizzlies and then on the same team we got Lofton who rebounds well and we have people out here saying um I, I don't know at six six I don't think that he can do it and that look. Like, I understand that six six is not seven foot tall, but plenty of guys that have been six 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 seven have been elite rebounders in this league, and two two of the best to to ever do it were around that same height. And so, to say just to flat out say that he is going to struggle with that, I, it's just wrong. Like it did just flat out wrong. Does he ever get the opportunity? to really, like, get the minutes to showcase what he can be, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I, I think that eventually talent is going to win out there. And if he continues to play well, well, what does that do for Xavier Tillman? And right now, X is a far better defender, and that's what you need. But if Lofton gets the opportunity and shows that he can be a capable defender – what he can do in the offensive end of the floor would outweigh some of his defensive insufficiencies. Yeah, I think one reason why he's able to do some of the stuff he's able to do at that size and that height, I think because he's always been undersized to, to play the post. He's always been a bigger guy, and he's had to learn how to use angles and 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 use his IQ to to get rebounds, to get post position. And I, and I think he's found a way to excel at it. It's just different. It is to me, it's amazing. Like I just don't think he gets enough credit to be able to to do some of the things he does at that size. You just don't see guys like that. It's just a different situation. Um, and, and I just think he's learned to 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 cope with that. And again, man, what amazes me all the time is still his stamina. And for some reason, people again, like when you see people talk about him uh, on social media and different fans of the team, I still don't get why where they get that he's lazy and that he's not putting in effort out there because you get a lot of that, and that's just not at all what I see when I watch him. Like, I see constant effort. He's always always moving on the offensive end. He's setting screens, and he's probably the second-best screen setter on this team uh, behind behind uh, Steven Adams. I, I really do think that. He sets really good screens, creates a lot of space. Like, a lot of those shots that you see those guys get open shots, he's creating a lot of that in these preseason games. I, I just think he does good stuff out there. Again, he struggled with the shot in the last couple of games, but his IQ is super high. Some of those passes he makes over the shoulder, behind the back passes and stuff, you just don't see bigs making those passes, man. And it's he's super skilled. Uh, I mean, he's really skilled as a basketball player. And I, I hate to keep harping on it because I understand that, like I said, that they feel that Sunty fits what they need more uh, than, than Lofton and it just is what it is, man. I, I don't know if he'll ever get the, the push I would like to see him get, but I just hate when people try to clown him like he's he sucks and he's lazy and that, that he just he's not talented. And because I just dis, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times we get hung up in a spot where we're trying to push a narrative. 
and end up wearing beer goggles when it comes to comparisons, honestly. Like, like it's – he had an, at least a, a minimum of two plays tonight where he got switched onto a guard – Stayed in front of the guard and, and made the yeah, guard. Yeah, he got either, Trey Young, Trey Young one time yeah, earlier in the game. Either either passed the ball or he stayed in front of them and contested the shot. Now I, I'm not going to sit here and argue and say, oh, you know, he's going to turn into an all defensive player. No, no, I don't know that he has that in him. I I would bet against that if we're being honest, but he has the tools to be a serviceable defender. And I think given the time, he could definitely develop into that. So uh, I, 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 we won't keep ha- hammering on him. Hey, we'll talk about Vince a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can definitely, man. Go ahead. Like three three for 10, not a great night shooting from him. But he was a beast defensively for this team. Yeah, three blocks. Um, I mean, he came on late in that game. Um, I think uh, Garrison Matthews kind of kind of fired him up late in that game. Man, he... I really, I really like him. Uh, like uh, we saw some good stuff from him in summer league. Um, he he's going to be down in South Haven, but I, I really do think he's going to be a player. Uh, offensively, back back in college, he was a big time offensive player. I don't know if a lot of people knew that. I mean, he aver- he was averaging 24, 25 points a game. I think um, his last year in college, he was a a, a big time player for that VCU team. And he, man, he's long, uh, has a lot of athleticism to him. He has that dog mentality because, again, he was a guy that basically kind of like we were talking about G.G. Jackson with South Carolina. He was kind of the same way on that VCU team. He was the guy uh, offensively, so he kind of has that I'm going to go get a bucket mindset. Um, and, and and you talk about the future uh, and bigger wings on this team. I think him and G.G. Jackson are both guys that could be players on this team um, in, in the future. Uh, like I said, he's super efficient. Uh, tonight, what was he? Three of ten from the field, one of eight from three. Uh, those those numbers are good, but you see the size, uh, the the length with him. Uh, again, he's shown the ability to put the ball in the basket uh, on the college level. I just think he needs more time and more development. And like you said, there's great things on the defensive end. Three blocks. I mean, when he gets engaged on the defensive end, anybody comes from that VCU player program. If you play at VCU, you got to play defense because that's what they do. Uh, they're known for for for, for covering all, all all up the floor, getting in your jersey. That's kind of what they do. They have that mentality, kind of the same thing like Oklahoma State. Uh, you, you see guys like uh, Tony Allen and, and Marcus Smart coming from that. That that's the same kind of program VCU is. Uh, they 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 value defense, and I think that line he's going to be a player for this team too. Uh, you just got to continue to work on his offense, work on that three point shot. Yeah, I think the ability is there. Jumper is definitely not broken at all. Um, and, and it was good to see him kind of come come alive late in the game and got emotion. You saw some emotion coming from him. It was just fun watching these guys down the stretch, man. Wish they could have pulled it out, man, but really, really good effort to come back uh, and take a lead uh, from being down 14 uh, earlier in the fourth quarter. His G League numbers last season, he played eight games with a hustle, um, 65% from the field, yeah, 40, 46% from three, 18 points, eight rebounds, two steals, and a block a game. So th- there's definitely something there. That there's something, that, you know. I wonder if the log jam at that position isn't what's keeping him down there. Because you look at his size and what he can do shooting the ball, 
the investment in Roddy and LaRavia, is that what's keeping him in the G League right now? And, I, I think and, so. Because uh, honestly, I think he, if you ask me right now, I would probably definitely over LaRavia. Um, I think I think he should be on the main roster. Like I think it's a numbers game and investment. You like as you said, man. He, those guys are both first round picks, uh, so you know there's always a little politics involved. Even though people don't want to admit that, I think that that's definitely. I think you hit on something there. I, I think if it's not for that, I think he would be up with the main roster because if if you could roster those two guys, I definitely think Vince Williams could be on the main roster as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So good showing for him tonight. He rebounds the ball well. Nine rebounds from him. You may have already said that, but that that's something. Going back, I want to think when we looked at his uh, when we looked at his college stats. I feel like he was a good rebounder in college as well. Do yeah. you remember how many he averaged in college? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. He was a good rebounder though. Like I said, he pretty much did everything for 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 that VCU team. Uh, it was kind of the same. Similar situation to G.G. Jackson. Uh, let see if can I can pull it up here. I got uh, it here. But, so he's, he averaged five in his junior year and six rebounds a game as a guard. So Yeah, because <laughs> he played a guard. A guard yeah, at, at that, VCU, yeah. Six rebounds a game from a guard. That That's that's pretty doggone good rebounding. I like That's not big man rebounding, but you don't expect a guard to be pulling down double digits. So I'll take that eight days a week. So. Again, a, a good showing from what was essentially the the bench mob from the Grizzlies tonight. Final score one hundred three one hundred two, loss to the Atlanta Hawks. They fall to two and one. Next game is Sunday in Miami. It, it will be broadcast on Bally. Uh, Pete and Brevin announced tonight they they will not be doing any more preseason games. You will get the uh, the Bally get sports the team in Miami yeah, and then. Yeah. When they play, what is it? I think it's they go Sunday Milwaukee. Friday. Friday. So yeah. next Friday in Milwaukee, it will be the Milwaukee Valley team. So I I'm gonna I, I feel like they're in a good spot right now. We saw Z come out, be aggressive early, knocking down some threes. He has played well in this preseason. We see the work from him and the the work is showing up. Do you feel like he's locked in? Do you think that we see when this team gets healthy before Morant comes back, do you feel like Z is a hundred percent won that that position? I, I think so because I think that's who that's who they wanted to win it, and I think he's played well enough for them to, to justify their decision. So I, I fully expect come October twenty fifth, uh, at FedEx Forum against the Pelicans, I think Zaire Williams will get announced as the starting small forward in that game, and. I think that's really – it's going to be positive because, again, starting those 25 games, maybe we know how Taylor Jenkins can mix and match lineups. 25 games is a, a a pretty good sample size, so you could if he struggles. you I think you can see that change. Maybe they throw Luke Kennard in there. I think they prefer Luke Kennard to be kind of that uh, offensive uh, plug off the bench. Uh, but I think if, if Zaire did struggle, I think possibly you could see that. But I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. He, he looks super confident. Uh, he came out firing, man. Looked good. The three-point shot. His shot looks better. Uh, I, I, the, the first couple of years on his three-point shot, it seems like his he would get his legs spread out a little bit more. It just seems more compact. It looks like a better shot now uh, than, than it looked the first couple of years. So I, I feel pretty good about Z um, and, and what they're doing. I, I like this preseason. They've, they've got some good work in. Getting a, a close game tonight, um, I, I think that's really good to see in a preseason. You want to be able to work through those situations 
uh, being able to call timeout, situational basketball. Um, I think that was good to see tonight. You got Taylor Jenkins uh, winning challenges. Uh, we've in the past talked about Taylor Jenkins and not using those challenges. We've seen him. I think he was uh, 2-0 and um, in the last game as well. Uh, so it's good to see him kind of kind of working those challenges in and kind of looking through the, through the box score. Uh, Grizzlies out-rebounded the Hawks 51-42 to tonight, 11-8 um, to on the offensive boards. Uh, ten steals, nine blocks in the game, so they were doing some some good stuff on the defensive end. Just just a good, just outside of, of not being able to pull out the W, man. I thought they did some really good stuff tonight, despite getting down double digits, just to show that fight. Because in the preseason, it's easy on the road; it's easy to just roll over and uh, you get down double digits, fourteen points. You just say, "Oh well, it's not our night." It's the preseason; we're on the road; we're gonna melt it in. And they didn't do that at all, man. Good to see that fight from the young guys, and I think that's only gonna be beneficial for them down the line. So after the playmaking that we've seen from Aldama tonight, could you make a case for him to be the starting three on opening nine? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I've never really been in on, on Santi as a three. I just think the I don't think the foot speed is there. Um, I think you could try it in, in situations, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be ideal for me. Um, like I can understand the thought thought process. Um, I've had conversations about it with different people. I think he's a four, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing it in, in Spurs. I, I don't think I would start him there, though. Um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see because I think that would be, if he could play the three um, adequately, I think that would be really good for this team as far as roster construction and everything, but I, I really do think he's a four. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. I, I think Matchup dependent. You, you yeah, I mean, there, there's some, the sometimes we get away okay. with it. Yeah. yeah, but but night in and night out, I think if you do that, he's going to get ran off the floor by quicker people playing the three. So we'll, we'll wrap it up there again. Final score: one hundred three, one hundred two. The Hawks beat the Grizzlies. Grizzlies fall to two and one. We'll be back to. Uh, I was going to say see you guys, but we don't ever see you. But we'll be back uh, on Sunday with a post game after the Heat matchup. Hopefully Candace can be – well, you know what? Candace may not be with us for our next few shows. She is uh, in the middle of a move, and I know that that is uh, not only yeah, stressful is. but physically demanding as well. So we'll, we'll get her back at some point soon. But until then, Isaac and I will hold it down for you. We appreciate you tuning in. If you like the show, go and leave us a five-star review. That helps other people find us. We would really appreciate that on iTunes. Our like, subscribe, follow anywhere and everywhere that you're listening to the show. You'll find us on social media. We are at Ethos Grizzlies on the X app. I'm at NBA Dwill21. Candace is at Candace H901. Isaac is going to give us final thoughts and then get us out of here. Yeah, man. The Grizzlies will be back on the floor, as David said, Sunday, 5 p.m. tip. So pretty pretty good time if you're an NFL fan like I am, man. You kind of get through a lot, most of that NFL action and kind of gets right there in between to be in by Sunday night football. So kind of a, a really good spot there. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I feel good, man. I feel like they're in a really good spot. Two games left. Uh, you got a couple days off here. And then after the game on Sunday, uh, you got four games off for that finale in Milwaukee. Uh, so I feel like they're in a good place. Uh, I feel like they got some good work in, like you said, Jaron Jackson Jr. And Desmond Bain uh, look in midseason form. They look ready to go. Zaire, uh, looks to be super confident, um, and, and the young guys out there playing well. Steven Adams is able to get a little bit of work in uh, coming back from that, that knee injury. So all of that good stuff. Aldama, big game tonight. You like to see that as well. So uh, the arrow's pointing up, man. Everything's looking good for this team. Um, the only question I think right now is the Marcus Smart stuff, and I'm not 
I'm not super concerned about that. I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter, people kind of nervous about that. And I'm usually one of the ones that's kind of skeptical with this this franchise when it comes to injuries. But I'm at least at this point, I'm not super worried about that, man. I think he'll be fine and ready to go by opening night. Like at least I hope that's the case. But David said, man, go over to Ethos Grizzlies, give us a like and a follow. Um, you can find me on the X app at Isaac Double Underscore NBA. We'll be back Sunday after the Miami game, uh, post game. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. And until next time, we're going.